Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. With producer Sanaa Marie, each week I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Breaking news out of over thousands of applicants, the Verbally Effective podcast has been selected to showcase at the 2020 South by Southwest Festival in Austin, Texas. Ina Esco will be interviewing Taylor to the Stars and Memphis native Rich Fresh on the big stage. Hey, this is Chef Philip DeWayne, Memphis's favorite chef, and I'm kicking it at Verbally Effective podcast with Ina Esco. This is Cynthia Daniels, Chief Event Strategist of Cynthia Daniels and Company, and I'm on Verbally Effective Podcast with Ina Esco. I'm VA, Virginia Awkward, and I'm verbally effective because my personality is bomb. I have a way with people. I listen, I'm caring, and I love all individuals. Virginia Awkward has been a certified personal trainer for nearly one year, but her love for health and fitness started as a Memphis area athlete at Craigmont High School. It was there where she developed a strong competitive nature and dedication to basketball. Virginia has a BS in psychology from Christian Brothers University. After receiving her degree, Virginia was employed at the Community Service Agency as a case manager. Her interest in law enforcement bloomed while working alongside sergeants at the Child Advocacy Center, and soon after, she transitioned to her career in law enforcement. Virginia has now been in law enforcement for over 15 years, and through her daily work, she has been able to marry her loves of fitness and service to others. Virginia wholly believes that physical and mental fitness is extremely important, hence the creation of V-Fit Lifestyle, LLC. All right, Verbally Effective. That's right, we're here at episode 107, 2020 in full effect. I am your host, your double E, Ina Esco. And today I have law enforcement veteran, certified personal trainer, ambassador of sculpting and CEO of V-Fit Lifestyle, LLC, Virginia Awkward. VA, what's up, pretty lady? What's up, what's up, Ina? How are you? I'm doing well, and you? I am good. I'm so glad you're here. You know, it brings me down memory lane when I first met you long (laughs) ago. It's been a minute, Ina. Yes, I was a student at LeMond. You Mm -hmm. were at CBU. Yes, Christian Brothers. We had a mutual uh, friend, Torbia. Yes, my best friend all through high school. Yes, do you remember when we went to Nashville? Girl, (laughs) honey. In your your sports car. (laughs) Yes, in the white sports car. Yes, we were crammed in that thing, but we had went out there and had a good time. How you doing, yes, Virginia? I'm doing well. Doing well. Life is treating me very well. I can't complain. Yes, you still look yeah. the same, girl. Do I? Yes, you, you do. You too. We, we holding on. These girl. young girls, honey, we holding on. Girl, these 40s is 40 trying plus. to, ooh, 40s, honey, they trying to do it to us. <laughs> But I know, like, when you when I first greeted you at the door, um, you told me about your injury. Oh, God, yes. What's going on? Well, I uh, sustained a torn Achilles back in July of 2019. Oh, wow. And so I've been struggling with that um, for a while now. I um, have neuropathy, which is nerve damage mm-hmm. from that. And it's just been trying, trying to get that under control and rehab the Achilles and make sure it's strong. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 a battle, it's a struggle, but I'm getting through it. So yeah, yeah. And you got your um, V Fit Lifestyle merch on. Yes, girl, we got it. Got it going on, girl. It's time to it's time to turn up. It's time to level yes. up on everything in life, and yes. I want everybody to get V Fit. Everybody needs to take advantage of fitness and health yes at 40 you know yes i know you gotta make some changes yes and so i'm i'm being very driven and um purposeful about it 
Okay, great. Well, we're going to dive deep into VFIT today, but I want to start at the beginning, Virginia. I want to start right at the beginning. What part of Memphis are you from originally? Orange Mound. Orange What's up? Throw them O's. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, the Mound. How was it growing (laughs) up in the Mound? Um, Well, I actually, um, I left about third grade, actually. But, of course, we all know who, Mm -hmm. who keeps you. Your grandma. Grandma. So, granny, you know, and grandma, granny, honey. And so um, off of Selling Park, you know, my brothers went to Marrow's. I went to White Station. Okay. And then I transferred to Craigmont where Torby and I met. Okay. And uh, became best friends throughout our entire high school career. Okay. But, um, yeah, I read Orange Mound. Wow. Yeah. And you have siblings? Yes. I have two brothers uh, with my, my mom's side. And on my father's side, I have three sisters and three brothers. Wow. And you all yeah. seem like a close-knit family. I always very see close. you posting pictures of your family. Yes. Your dad just close. had a birthday, right? Yes. My father's 74. Thank you, God. And Everybody he is so handsome. Very, very. Yes. I mean, between him and my mom, I think they did really good on me. Mm-hmm. They are beautiful people, be- beautiful spirit. My father... Um, He's in public service. He retired from the fire department. Wow. And so, yeah, so that's amazing. And my mom, she's an entrepreneur in her own right from Ernestine and Hazel. She ran Ernestine and Hazel's for years. Yeah. Wow. I was 15 when her and Russell opened that up. Really? Yeah. So it's a, it's, it's, my parents are a force to be reckoned with and I'm just trying to follow in their footsteps and be just as good. Wow. I mean, they are deeply rooted in mm-hmm. Memphis. Everyone yeah. has heard of Ernestine and Hazel. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. So graduated from Craigmont, went to CBU. How did you choose CBU? Well, I initially chose it for basketball purposes because I um, was an athlete and I wanted to play here locally. I decided to stay home at least my first year just get acclimated and because my parents wanted me to Mm -hmm. so um i went there to play basketball but before i could even hit the wood you know i hurt my knee again really yeah as you first entered to play and Mm -hmm. see you your freshman year yes yes you and this knee girl what is going on okay so i'll tell you the story (laughs) tell me the story in 96 i tore my acl in MCL meniscus playing basketball in, in high school. Mm. So that same knee gave me trouble before I could even hit the floor. Like a lingering injury. Yes, so you know, when you're an athlete, you do summer workouts. So I was doing summer workouts at the time mm-hmm. and playing scrimmage games and stuff like that. And that's when I had to end up having uh, my knee sculpt again. Mm. Well, the first time they actually cut me and then I had to do a orthoscopic no. surgery yeah so okay entered cbu had the injury rehab did you get to play eventually <sighs> i made the decision that i was not going you professional <laughs> oh my no i never did did it break I, um, your heart it did but i had a discussion with my father and he said you know you're gonna have to walk around on those legs for the rest of your life That's true and if you're not gonna get paid and that's gonna be pursuant. Like you can pay for your high, your college career. You yeah. can get a, a scholarship through academics. There's other ways to get money instead of just pounding, pounding on your knees like that's that. That's true. And so I took his advice, and I had never really had a a life, and I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. especially in college. Mm-hmm. I was getting to, you know, hang out more yeah. and not play basketball year round. Yeah. And so I enjoyed it, and so I decided to, you know, give it up, or you know, mm-hmm. and just say, hey, I'll just play on a team where I can play on the weekends and whatever, yeah. you know. So, so, so I did. Keep, love. keep Yeah, keep the love alive, yeah. but just not the pain, yeah. you know. So. so where did your focus shift when you made that decision? Did you focus more on your studies? Where did your focus shift? You Don't would, tell me partying. You would ask me that. <laughs> and anybody that knows me knows what I was focusing on in college. Uh, what was um, it, I. I like to go out and hang out, mm-hmm. and um, in high school I didn't do it as much because I played basketball for Christian. I mean Craigmont, and I was playing Junior Olympics basketball during the summertime. Busy. So it was very busy. It was all about basketball. Mm-hmm. So when I stopped playing basketball, I uh-huh. just started being more social. Yeah. And so you know, 
I just enjoyed it. And in college, you have so much to do. The mm-hmm. parties and yes. the different, you know, fraternity sorority parties, even though I never pledged. Mm-hmm. I never pledged. Um, Were you never interested in pledging? I was. I was interested. In, and which, in which sorority? You're going to be mad at me, probably. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm listening. I will say I was interested in being a Delta. Okay, it's all good. It's all good. And uh, Christian Brothers, we didn't have very many... You know, people no, you were, no, you all didn't. We did. That's why know, everybody we, we thought. You would see me all the time with exactly, Corby and them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um, I ended up just saying, you know what? I'm not going to do it. There's yeah. no one on the yard. Like, I would have to go somewhere else or do it on the, you know, graduate level. And I just yeah. lost interest after that and said, oh, well, it's fine. You yeah. know, but the experience, I still experienced you alls, yeah. you know, yeah. not to the, to the sisterhood, but I did get a little bit of the experience of I Greek, so I enjoyed it. What was your major? Psychology, minor in sociology. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy taking I psychology? Did. I did. Um, I, I probably should have done, because of what I'm doing now, I should have done criminal justice, of course, but um, I enjoy it. I like to to talk and I like to listen to people and to hear what they're going through and to and to help them along in life. So um, I really thought I was going to go and get my master's and become this great, you know, psychologist or at least a counselor. But none of that came into fruition. School and I just didn't go along. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take another route with this. And instead of waiting on somebody to come to me and say, I need help. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to get in front of it. And so exactly. that's how I became a law enforcement officer. Okay. So that's how it all came about that's with how it your all career plans. Yeah. Okay. Why law enforcement though? Why did you choose law enforcement? Well, um, I was a case manager right out of college and um, I enjoyed it, but you were overworked and underpaid like crazy Torby and I actually worked for the same agency Mm -hmm. and um, stress levels stress levels are high and you don't have a lot of control and um, I just got tired of you know you'll put a packet together to and it's hard to have a child removed from their home but if it's a need then there's a must and when you do that and then somehow the kids back in the same situation that's what was bothering me. Mm. And so I worked with a lot of um, sergeants at this child advocacy center. And that's how I began to get a rapport with the law enforcement officers that worked there with, um, with the cases. And I just felt like maybe if I could um, get in front of it and help somebody before they, you know, commit a crime or before they, mm-hmm. you know, just be there when they, when they need the help, I said, maybe that'll help. And so that's when I put a... And I went ahead and put in an application, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. My dad didn't even know when I went to the academy. He didn't know until halfway through. You didn't want to tell him? No, I didn't want him to to steer me away. Gotcha. You know, um, he should have known that would have been in me because of him being, you know, in the fire mm-hmm. department. And I just didn't want him to steer me away from it and he would have because I, yeah. I, I listen to what my dad has to say yeah. and I take heed and I you know I'm probably going to do what he suggests right. so I was like no I'm not gonna do it this mm-hmm. is something I really want mm-hmm. so I'll just wait and when I told him he was kind of like well I mean it's in your DNA to help mm-hmm. and, to, and to love people and to want to be there when they need you so mm-hmm. He wow. just, he was accepted then. So how long mm-hmm. have you been in law enforcement? 17 years now. That's a long time. I know. Wow. That's like a, a life. You're almost an, like an adult at 18. So it's yes. like. Yes. Yes. And, yeah. and we're in Memphis. And, you know, we hear so many things about law enforcement, especially in this city. Mm-hmm. And you being a woman, what challenges have you faced as a woman working in law enforcement? Ooh, well, I think my temperament helps me to not have to experience so much because I'm just a nice person if you're mean to me or you dislike me that doesn't mean that you're going to dictate my actions right so that helps me a lot and you know I try to remember that this is my job nobody put a pistol to my head and said hey you're going to be a law enforcement officer it's something I chose 
So if you choose it, you have to do it to the best of your ability. And so when it comes to the citizens, I love them. Like, Mm -hmm. even if it's a situation where I shouldn't be in that situation because, hey, for one, I'm a woman and I'm possibly fighting a man, Mm -hmm. I still, it's something that comes with a job. You know, it's something that comes to the job. So I've accepted it. But as far as being on a department, um, you know, it's a it's a boys club. Mm-hmm. It's definitely. a boys club. Definitely. And so you just have to let the officers that you know, that you work with, hey, I'm equal. What you're going to do, I'm going to do. I'm not going to say, hey, you do this because you're a man. No, we're both going to do what is, is required. We're both going to come home the same way we came. Mm-hmm. And I just hold my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I just hold my own. And I think that's how I've been able to just kind of steer my way, myself away from a lot of stuff that I could have been in because I'm a woman. I just yeah. present myself as a human. You exactly. Know? And yeah. you do, you mentioned your temperament. You do have a wonderful temperament. Thank because, you. Because, you know, some of the things we discussed, I probably would have been mad because of somebody else. You'd be like, no, right. I did not respond like that. I'm like, right. what? I know. You have a great, where did you get this temperament from? Um, I don't know because my mom really doesn't have it. <laughs> Ooh, your mom would be going off, huh? Uh, yeah, she she's acquired it now, but and my father, I, I think he's always been the type to be kind of laid back and he tries to think before he react. Yeah, and that's what we all should do, but we all know that that that's not what happens. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's where I get it from my father, just mm-hmm. to and to know that people. People react because they're in a situation that's stressful. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in that stressful situation, why would you behave that way? Why would you react as if you are? They're going through that. Mm-hmm. When I make a call, they need the police. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna be irate, they may be upset, they may be crying, they may, but why would I react in that way? I'm there to help. Mm-hmm. So if somebody ends up saying something to me that they, you know, I'm here to help, so why would you be yelling, fussing, and cussing at me? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to give them the same reaction. I'm going to try to, de- you know, like, let's de-escalate the situation. Right. I'm here to help you. What can I do? The tone, the words, your vocabulary, everything plays into that. Mm-hmm. And I just think I I just got it, you know. And then yeah. psychology helps me, too. I was going to say that yeah. that psychology degree, it I know that me. helped. Mm-hmm. It helps wow. a lot because you can see things and see why people are behaving the way they are, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. It helps. Have you ever feared for your life being in law enforcement? Ooh. Only after the fact. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think with me, my mother and my father can get a little afraid because they know I'm fearless. So when I'm engaged in the situation, I'm just there to do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. you know. And then once I think about it, I'm like, that was a dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. Very dangerous, you know? And so after the fact, it's only been like two times, really. I hate to say that, but because- Tell me about one of those times. What <sighs> did you do, Virginia? I've just, I, I actually, had to chase a suspect and I chased him and they typically don't think I'm going to chase them. Mm-hmm. But you know me, mm-hmm. I'm athletic, I'm mm-hmm. competitive. And you could drive a car now. I know <laughs> you could drive one of the fast cars, I know. And um, I'm gonna do my job. So if there's a need, then there's a must. So I was I was chasing him and we jumped a couple of fences and I had no idea you know, where I was. And that radio is your saving grace. And Mm. I didn't know how to tell them where to come. Mm. And so at that point, now we're engaged. Oh, you and the suspect. Yeah. How did it go? And so, well, we got him. Got him. (laughs) We were able to apprehend him um, because I'm going to be smart about it. You know, I know when to retreat and when to engage. Mm-hmm. And so um, I try to keep myself at a, at a safe distance and I don't mind jumping back over that fence. As long as I can keep you in sight, mm-hmm. then they'll, you know, flashlight if it's dark, flash your flashlight, just little things to mm-hmm. so they can know. And then they knew the area that you were in when you initially got on the radio. So 
you know, I was just afraid for a little bit. Once I got my mind together and realized, okay, I went this way, that way, Mm -hmm. I was able to tell them at least what street, maybe not the address of what house we was behind. Right. But, um, and it ended up, you know, and then a lot of times, just to be honest, a lot of times um, the suspects, when they see that it's a woman. Right, that's what I wanted to ask you. I have had a situation where the guy just stopped running and said, you you look like Charlie's Angels chasing me. There's no wow. way that I'm, I, he just stopped. He said, look, put the cuffs he on. Just, just look, just, I, I'm, I'm not gonna have you chasing me like that. Wow, that could have been I've a whole other scenario, it, 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 you know. And it, it, but from my experience, I've had a couple of those. I've had people come up to me, hey, I've got a warrant, I want you to take me down, like, what? Different stuff, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Do you, okay, what is it about, you know, Virginia? I, I mean, you're a very beautiful woman. Do you think that comes into play with how people respond to you? Yeah, people, res- of course, if you, if you. In this field. Yeah. If you are nice looking, that helps because that's initially, that's what you do when you, you see someone first. So, of course, if they see you and they're like, you shouldn't be a police officer, or I'm sure you know they either say it or they're thinking that. Mm-hmm. So you've already kind of captured them mm-hmm. from that you know point. Then when I open my mouth, I'm pleasant. Mm-hmm. I'm not mean. She's nice too. Oh, she's nice. <laughs> so it does. It helps me. It really does. It really does. But I can also see where people can also look and say, "Oh, she's not squared away. Mm-hmm. She may not be." You know, so they may try me. But the way I carry myself, they know she's nice, but don't try her. I think Do she's not try I think she's squared away, you know. Wow. So I mean I just love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it seventeen years and it's amazing. It's been an amazing ride. Do you like the feel of a firearm in your hand? Or is it just a tool for work? It's just a tool for work. I'm so scared of guns, Virginia. Are you? Yes. Like my husband is constantly saying you need a gun because of the, you know, industry you're in. People yeah. think this, think that. You're leaving at certain hours. Mm-hmm. But it's something about shooting it. And it's like, in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to hurt anybody. But I don't want anybody to hurt me. Right. But it's right. something about that gun. It's just, I can't get with it. It's the noise. I think if the noise was not there, a lot of people may not be as fearful to carry it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because when you're shooting, that's your auditory. You hear that, Mm -hmm. then the recoil, you know, that's jerking you back. And so those things are intimidating for a lot of people, men and women alike. Like I've heard guys that say, you know, I just don't, I just don't like shooting it. Even just holding it in your hand, Mm -hmm. it's heavy, it's cold, it's Mm -hmm. steel. So yeah, but it's just a tool. It's just a tool on my belt, um, and I'm not I'm not gun ho about guns. You know, I mean they yeah. they cause a lot of strife and sadness and yes. depression and everything. So I don't I don't even like to think about that part of it. Yes. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I think about it, I'm like, oh my god, so many things come to mind now. Right. You know, people may also know you from police women of memphis (laughs) you know the tlc reality show that ran from may to august of 2010 tell us more about how that opportunity came about and why you said yes to reality tv um i thought that i had the personality for television Mm -hmm. i thought that it would be a great opportunity to show women in law enforcement and to shine light on some of the um, things that we bring to the boys club, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of the other officers, um, they typically looked at the show like, oh, I don't want them around the cameras and whatnot. But after a little while, they start to kind of warm up to them and thought, oh, this this might be cool. Mm -hmm. You know, we do have some some very hard calls, but then we have some very comical calls, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I thought it would be fun to just, you know, show the world, you know, women in law enforcement. Did they like call you up? How did it even? You had to interview. 
Okay. You had to interview, and um, they chose four people, and, and I was one of the ladies they chose. I used to watch you on there. <laughs> I'm like, look at Virginia. Oh, my God, I know her. <laughs> I watched every episode only once because I could not stand the way I sound. Girls, stop yeah. it. That mm-hmm. was an interesting concept yep. for a reality show to highlight the women. Yes. We always see, you know, what's that reality show um, that they focused on? 48 hours? Yes, was it uh-huh. 48 yeah, hours? first 48, yeah. First 48 in Memphis. But mm-hmm. when they came up with this particular show, I was like, oh, that's so interesting. And I know Virginia, mm-hmm. so I really enjoyed that show. Uh, thank you. Now, tell me about some of those behind the scene moments like what went on when the cameras didn't turn on i mean how was the whole production of it all well <clears throat> i had to keep in mind safety first mm-hmm. so a lot of times depending on the calls i would have um the production just stay in the car until mm-hmm. i you know would wait for them to come up um and i didn't know from the beginning i said well how are you going to put people on television without their consent? Like, I didn't understand that from the jump. But after everything was filmed, then they would ask for okay. the consent. And some people said yes, some people said no. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I, of course, I had to ride in a car without a cage, mm-hmm. you know, because it was so much. You got the boom, you got the cameraman, and mm-hmm. you've got the, you know, producer that rides with you that helps you um, basically get the right shots and angles and all this stuff it's Mm -hmm. it's a lot to go into it Um, and but I would just for the most part I would say listen you gotta stay in the car because if I gotta do what I gotta do you know I'm gonna do that make sure it's safe come back but if it's something quick trust me if I got to go I'll redo it for you Mm -hmm. but don't fault me it's too dangerous right Mm -hmm. yeah that was really interesting now on the show you had an opportunity to come out. Mm-hmm. How how did you make the decision to, you know, come out and be vulnerable on a reality show? Why did you do that? Well, I wasn't even coming out because I had already been out. I'm just right. me, so that was that was not even a part. Um, but why did I share that personal part? Yes. They wanted you to show your personal life mm-hmm. on there, so. I had to show who I am. Yeah. Like, there's no other way for me to show who I am but to show who I am. Mm-hmm. And so um, it wasn't a problem for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some people that may have had a problem, but it's not their life. It's right. mine. I live my own life. Um, my parents, uh, they love me regardless. Mm-hmm. And so um, I felt that it, was, it needed to be shown, like, mm-hmm. me fully. Yeah. Instead of me saying, oh, no, you can't do my personal life. Yeah. I mean, I live myself out loud, so I'm going to be out loud. And you actually got married on the oh, show. Don't bring that up. <laughs> don't bring that up. <laughs> I mean, you did, though. Like, <laughs> oh, did God. they want to do the wedding and all of that? Were they, like, the production team excited about they all were. This? They were excited about that portion of it but I had already I was already married a year that was just um the reception part or like the and so um yeah they were they were pretty excited about it because it it showed something different for television Mm -hmm. um but they were excited about it what you say Virginia don't bring it up why you why you say don't bring it (laughs) I'm divorced now that's why okay and I'm engaged oh 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 and oh, let and me see ooh. this. This is a beautiful page. You did that. <laughs> Pretty, Thank crystal you. clear. Thank yes. you. Hey, Paige. So you're engaged. <laughs> yes, Paige Hannah. Hey, Paige. So <laughs> when is the big day? Oh, my Munchkin and I have not come up with a date as of yet. Um, my injuries kind of set a lot of things back. Yeah. She actually proposed a week before. I tore my Achilles. Mm-hmm. So after that, we just. Oh, wow. I mean, thank God I was, got proposed to before I that. Know. I would have been really upset. <laughs> you know, I would have been very angry and depressed and mad more than I was. But um, I posted a picture on Instagram after I found out I tore my Achilles. And I'm like, well, got this cast on, but mm-hmm. at least I got this ring, you know? Yes, you bling, bling, baby. Right. So it, it, it actually brighten 
up the fact that I'm about to be down. Mm -hmm. I couldn't work out. Mm -hmm. It helped me along. It really did. It really did. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I I know that um, you went through a divorce Mm -hmm. and, you know, I know that, you know, we've been on panels together talking about relationships and soul ties. What's up, Mr. Dale? My cousin, my favorite cousin, Mr. Dale. you've actually written a book with Mr. Dale about relationships. Did that stem from, like, after your divorce? It did. It actually helped me to just mourn the death of my marriage because that's really what you have to do you have to allow yourself to grieve Mm. you know and um dale is my favorite cousin and he's like my mentor he's my go-to person um especially during that time and he just said pour yourself out just let it out and this is going to help someone else. Mm-hmm. These soul ties, it's family ties. You have to let those things go. And so it helped me to, to, to heal from it all emotionally so that I wouldn't take any baggage mm-hmm. into my next relationship. Um, and my fiance Paige is just amazing. Mm-hmm. She was there by my side allowing me to go through what I needed to go through and not being one of those people, you need to get over it, you need to do this, you need mm-hmm. to do that. You know, she really understood that as a human being, you need to get over things in your own time. Mm-hmm. And even though you no longer want to be in that relationship, you have to deal with some issues that you've got because of the relationship and yeah. because of the ending of the relationship. You know, you build walls up, and I didn't want to mm-hmm. do that. Especially and after so, the divorce. Right. You will build a wall because you don't want to go through that anymore. You don't want to feel that way anymore. But I said, you know, I call it just being humanized. Mm-hmm. Knock the walls down to feel the ultimate love. You're going to be exposed to the ultimate pain. Mm-hmm. There's no way to have both at the I same like time. I said that. There's, you, gotta, you have to have be exposed and be vulnerable. And so a lot of times after divorce, you just clam up. Mm-hmm. You don't want any exposure. So you can't love. You can't be loved. I didn't want that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did not want that. And so... I just begin to just just peel away everything. Peel the layers off. Yeah, peel the layers off. How long do you think it took to heal? Or is it still an ongoing process? It's it's not just to heal from Mm -hmm. it. It's basically to better yourself as an individual and to be aware of what triggers you and to be aware of what you need to do to have your self-esteem be maintained. Mm. in a relationship your self-worth what's your no's your yeses really because as we grow and as we age as individuals we're going to go through a lot where we're gonna well like this one year the next year I've you know I've grown so you have to do that in a relationship so when you no longer are growing with that individual and you you push on you kind of go separate ways and I Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people do that so with you going through that, that's what makes it a continuous journey. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not not just a divorce. You're, you're going to get past that. You're going to learn, and you're going to do better. But as an individual, as a person, we're forever evolving and, mm-hmm. and being better and doing new things. So mm-hmm. it's a journey. Wow. Where did you meet mm-hmm. Paige? Oh, girl. Was <laughs> <laughs> she smiling? Okay, so <laughs> we, we were actually in a magazine uh, Southern Social Magazine, what? and um, I know that magazine. Yeah, I had to. We had to tell how, and it was so funny because social media mm-hmm. is where she actually reached out to me. She hooked in the DM. Girl, she fell on my DM. Ah, okay. It was it was a, a Facebook <laughs> inbox message, oh, and um, once again, an injury was on a rise. Oh, this I had <laughs> I had torn my other ACL. Mm-hmm. And so playing basketball. <laughs> and so I was down at home, had just had surgery, and um I typically don't check my inbox. Mm, but but I was I was bored <laughs> and I was intrigued by her picture. Mm. And I clicked on the picture and I go, "Oh, I still have the whole thing that she wrote. You screenshotted it. I kept it. It was oh, so wow. sweet. And so 
But the one thing that got her in the gate and got her in the door was that she is the cousin of one of my friends. Because mm, okay. other than that, I don't play those games. I would have never responded mm-hmm. nothing. If she did not know somebody that I trusted, mm. I, would have, I wouldn't have responded. Oh, she was in there then when yeah. you found that out, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So I was like, okay, well, she's not, she, wasn't, she was living in uh, Cincinnati at the time. Oh, and I was like, she was in home. She was home. She lives uh, Holly Springs, Mississippi, is where she's from. Okay, so she was here celebrating her birthday, and so I told her, said, "Well, you're in luck. You can come over with your cousin. They're coming for Sunday Fun Day because I'm down. (laughs) I just had surgery. Can't go anywhere. And so she came over the next day with her cousin." And was it like love at first sight or? I won't say it was love at first sight because I was going through, I was just going through, like I had been separated that entire year, 2013. Um, And it was September, 2013 when I met her. And so um, it was just a friendship Mm -hmm. from the beginning, you know? And uh, for her though, (laughs) I'm I'm gonna put you out there Munchkin, I'm gonna put you out there. She had already seen me mm-hmm. from the show. Oh, so she knew. She's been checking you out. Right. So she knew me. Okay. But I didn't I didn't know her, but I got to know her. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we, we dated long distance for months and months and months until she finally was like, hey, thinking about moving from Cincinnati. Mm. And I was like, come to Memphis, come to Memphis. <laughs> And uh, she came to Memphis. That's good because, you know, long distance relationships can be hard. Yeah, they are. We've experienced that. We've been together now six years. We've Mm -hmm. experienced two years. um, Long distance. Long distance. Yeah. She said, now I got to be close, close. Yeah, I got to be close, close. So (laughs) she came on and uh, it's it's been amazing ever since. That is beautiful, Virginia. Mm -hmm. Do you consider yourself an advocate for the LGBTQ community here in Memphis? Um, I feel that anyone that stands for this being loving, period, just loving everybody, despite Mm -hmm. what you think they are, even sometimes what they think they are. Like, just love them. And yeah. so I do believe that I'm an advocate based on that because I'm, I'm, I'm a representative of love. So, and I think that's basically what everybody needs, you know. And there's a lot of issues with the LGBTQ um, community as it pertains to laws and things mm-hmm. like that. I've spoken on same-sex marriage. Um, I mean, I just want to, I'm human too. Don't. Right. Let me have everything a human being has the right to, right. and so yeah, um, I mean I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to you know workplace situations. Um, I am on the board of Tennessee Equality Project, mm-hmm. and so you know just to make it a better world for everyone, mm-hmm. not just some people, but right. for everybody. That is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, recently, and I'm not sure if you've heard about it, but I'm sure you have, uh-huh. uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union. Yeah, 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 know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their, I guess, original son, he now is referred to as a daughter. And right. he wants you to refer to her as in, you know, a girl. Right. He changed. <laughs> I see I'm having some struggle yeah. with that. 12 right. years old. Yeah. And, you know, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, they're using their platform to, mm-hmm. you know, display their love for their child. Right. And wants everyone to accept her as a girl. Mm-hmm. So what, what are your thoughts on, I guess, being 12 years old? Do you think 12 years old, you know? You know. You know. You know. When did you know? I knew that... I like girls, like, like, like girls. I had to be probably like in the sixth grade, fifth or sixth grade when I knew, knew. Knew, knew. That's about the yeah. age. Yeah, and I didn't, um, I didn't react, of course, initially, because I, I just thought, oh, well, you know, 
I'm a tomboy, so maybe that's what it is. Mm. And so it wasn't until high school that I was like, no. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, but I also knew that if I acted on it, that I was not going to be able to be lying to my parents. Mm. And that's what I did not want to do. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I waited to, you know, basically after college. Really? <laughs> Super grown, grown. Oh, you say yeah. Yeah. Nobody tell me nothing, man. Right. And, and because I didn't want to, you know, disappoint my parents or make them feel like they did something wrong. And I think a lot of parents feel that way, especially in the black community. I know that because, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I don't know, you know, this is the Bible Belt. So you got to take that in consideration. And so I did. I took all of that in consideration. I just said, you know, uh, I'm just going to be super, super grown mm-hmm. and, and come out then. And it was still a struggle. I mean, you don't want to disappoint your parents, the life that they thought you were going to live. And, you know, but at that point, you can just live for yourself. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But it's a struggle, though. I will say it. it's still a struggle because a lot of people in the LGBTQ community don't have that luxury. Like, my family loves me regardless. Mm-hmm. Even if they have their own personal opinion about other issues, when it comes to me and my friends and people in my community, they treat them with respect and love. Mm-hmm. And so, and as it pertains to... Um, Zaya. Zaya, yeah. yeah. Um I feel that she feels that. Mm-hmm. You it know. seems real sincere yes. to hear her speak. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. Like, Just imagine being trapped in a body that you don't belong in. Mm-hmm. Like you see yourself in the mirror and it makes you want to cry because it doesn't reflect what's on the inside. Wow. And I think it's very hard for people to understand that. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, well, you're so young. And it's because, I think it's because they don't understand. Mm-hmm. They don't understand how it feels to be trapped in another body. Mm-hmm. And there's different levels. Like, I don't consider myself a male. Mm-hmm. I'm a female that likes females. Mm-hmm. And it's, in this instance, she is a female on the inside but when she looks in the mirror, she, she sees, sees a boy. She sees a boy. Mm. So you can see how confusing that would be for an individual. Mm-hmm. And that's how I look at it. And I've, you know, I've been able to talk with people that are trans. I've talked with people that are queer, gay, straight, whatever. And mm-hmm. and and I've been explained in that in those terms. You've been explained. I, they, they've explained. <laughs> they break to me. it down. They break it down. If you were in a male's body, but you're female on the inside, how would that make you feel? Mm, I can't imagine. Right. I can't imagine. Yeah. You know? So I just think that people ought to let people be who they are. Yeah. It's not for you to dictate. Just let them be who they are. What is it bothering you? Yeah. You know? And, and it's good that he ha- she has mm-hmm. supportive parents yes that is the key and then with with Dwayne Wade being you know I guess a ultra masculine male yeah NBA yeah who would have thought you know that he would push that towards his you know as as far as his platform right I think that's why he's been getting so much flack but I don't understand but I don't understand that just because he's a masculine male does not mean that he doesn't understand yeah what his child is going through. Yeah. He's and I'm sure bae, he had, you know, he's, he's a father at the end of the day. Yeah. And it takes a real person, a strong person to be able to accept mm-hmm. that. Okay. This is what it is. And I'm sure he's been educated. I'm sure that they've yeah. been to counseling. I'm sure all of those things, um, have come about, you know, and that's, what's important in all of our community is, when we don't know, we're afraid of something. If we don't know, it's the unknown. Mm-hmm. So you're afraid of a territory that you're, you've never been exposed yes. to. So I just look at it as, you know, if, you, if you've never lived it and you don't completely understand it, don't talk about it. Right. Like, you know, 
especially yeah. and they're so voiced with the opinion but you don't yeah. even understand what's happening yeah you and, know and with social media being wide open wide open everybody just, has a right to their opinion yeah everybody can say what they want to say but when you start being nasty with people mm-hmm. and hateful mm-hmm. that's when you need to stop right you know that's that, like cyber bullying like we don't yes. that we don't accept that have you ever experienced any bullying um, when you decided to come out? Or mm. any any people trying to tell you this and that? No, I didn't. That's great. And once again, I think it's because of who I am as a as an individual. Mm-hmm. I'm Virginia. You know, it's not, oh, that's the gay girl, Virginia. No, I'm Virginia, and yeah. I just so happen to be gay. Right. So I think that's how... It's, it's, it's how you present yourself, I think, too, as an individual. And that's anything, mm-hmm. you know, that you do. Um, so I really, if if so, it's always been behind my back. I've never mm-hmm. really had anybody just. You know, them guys, they probably, they hard. Well, you know, they, yeah, they, they say, they say stuff. <laughs> what you they know. be saying, <laughs> You know, the typical, you're too pretty to be gay, which I can't understand. You're too pretty to be gay. I can't understand that. For the life That's of me. That's what the guys say. The guys will say that. They would say that. Just like they would say, you know, you're too pretty to be a law enforcement officer. I didn't know that there was a criteria of prettiness <laughs> or whatever, you know, to qualify wow. for it. But um, I get that a lot. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Wow. What does a typical day in the life of VA looks like? A typical day. Oh, typical. Well, right now... Um, like I said before, um, I'm sustained an injury, so it's 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 a lot of pain happening right now. <laughs> but um, uh, well, right now I'm just rehabbing, trying to get back to just even. Like I'm working in a deficit right now as far as my body I'm breaking down since I had knee injuries, having an Achilles injury on top of that. It's, it's very hard to um, make sure that everything's working consistently because mm-hmm. if your leg is hurting, if your ankle's hurting, then you're going to put more weight on the other side. Yeah. So I'm having some difficulties right now trying to make sure that I'm able to rehab like I should and, and, and go through that. But that's basically, um, and I do some training, of course. Yes. Um, Tell me what led is, you to get your certification. Ooh, well, I will say this. Training. My journey was because of my injuries that I've had in the past, and I had uh, fibroids. Did you? Yes, girl. Ooh, Huge ones. Oh, you know. I know. They're horrible. Mm. But I had fibroids. I had surgery. And to have them removed... And as soon as I healed up, I was like, I have to get a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. I've got to get myself back. I'm about to be 40. Everybody scares you about 40. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to lose weight. You're going to gain weight. You, you know, your metabolism mm-hmm. going to slow down. Your body's going to start hurting. So I was like, okay. So I went seeking a personal trainer. And I told my dad, I said, hey, dad, I'm about to go check this guy out. His name is Wayne. <laughs> You got on the white train. Oh, oh, wow. So I told my dad, I said, hey, come with me. And he went with me. He goes, is that Lil Wayne? Uh, no, he didn't. My dad and his father, Wayne Williams, grew up together. Oh, wow. Yes, what they grew up together. Mm-hmm. Yep, Beth the Crow. So that was right then and there. It was, I was like, oh, this is my trainer. This is who I'm going with. He's mm-hmm. like family. And... Now, in March, it'll be like two years. So for an entire year, I worked out. I hit it hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was amazing. Wayne is an amazing motivator. He's an amazing trainer. He wants you to be the best you can possibly be. Mm -hmm. And I just enjoyed our journey that entire year. And I said, gosh, I want to help people like this, you know. (laughs) And so um, on top of that, you know, me being in law enforcement, that's another way of helping people said I want to kind of can do both you know and so um after I completed my year of uh my journey of working out I felt good I said you know a lot of people were like hey 
you when are you gonna start doing this when are you gonna start training okay, and a lot right. of people I didn't know at the time but they're like a lot of women want women trainers mm. and so I was like hmm all right well let me get a certification and so I just started out with like one person mm -hmm. you know and it just grew from there how did it go when you when you decided to do it and had that one person you had put your your uh I don't even know how to say it because I don't work out like you, but <laughs> you had to put your trainings together. Right. I had to put my training plans together based on what my client wanted. Okay. So it it's based off what the client is looking for. Right. Um, I do I do it that way. It's not just my way. This is how I do it. Mm -hmm. You can come and say, hey, I like to work on these things. Um, this is what I want. And if it's something that I feel that you can achieve because certain things body style wise you're just not gonna get mm -hmm. you know you, you you just can't get it so of course if it's something like that I'll let them know well this is what we work on but this is my professional opinion on you know what you may be able to to do mm -hmm. and so I just started you know mm -hmm. at first it's trial and error you know and uh, I was working out with my clients and then it started building up, building up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm wearing myself out. Business booming. I'm, I'm, I'm working out five times. <laughs> I mean, five, five hours a day, you know. And Be fit. Yes, it was, it was a trying time, me trying to find my, my style. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, I'm con you're going to continue to do that. You're going to mm -hmm. switch up stuff. You're going to change stuff. You're going to learn more. You're going to read more, you know. And, um, it's just forever changing and learning because people are so different. Their temperament, you know, how you motivate this person is not how you motivate the other one. Mm. It's very, it's a lot that goes into it that mm -hmm. you don't really see. It's like behind the scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I can see that psychology degree kicking in kicking with that Kicking in too. with that. Yeah, it's just all around. All of that helps and it, and it works. And I think by me being the person that I am and having the temperament, I can I can deal with a lot of different personalities, mm -hmm. so that's helped me. But I'm telling you, Wayne did not tell me that part. He didn't tell you that part. No, he did not. But mm -hmm. he's a great, you know, great person, and he's mm -hmm. he's very sociable. He's awesome. And right, and he has that ability too. So I guess it's it's once you understand it, it's not it's not work. You just adapt, mm -hmm. you know. So and I've I've been so sad that I can't work out. Oh my gosh! I know you are. I know I've been missing the train every month since July. Oh, you've been missing that <laughs> Wayne train, girl. You yeah. gotta jump back on that Wayne train. I know, I know, I know. I'm trying oh, to get wow. my body right where I can because it's it's just trying, but um, I'm back. working towards it. Yeah, you'll get back. Yeah. Now, where do you see V Fit going in the future? Ooh, oh, I would love to have my own little fitness studio yes. and do some online training okay. and. Um, I'm an ambassador for Sculpt Tea now, so okay, tell me about it's that. a detox tea. Oh, yes, and you know how Sculpt we Sculpt Tea. Yes, you okay. know how we all need to detox because mm -hmm. we'll do some things on the weekend that we don't supposed to do. Okay, and so we have to keep ourselves um, regular, moving. Mm -hmm. um, it helps with your metabolism. It helps to give you energy. So there's a morning, and there's an evening. And so the morning boost, it's, it gives you energy. It helps your metabolism move. It helps to detox your entire body. You know, it, it, it helps with a lot of different things during the day. You can just stop the coffee. Just stop it. Stop the coffee, Starbucks? Stop it. Stop it. Are stop you serious? It. Stop it. Stop the pumps. All this. White chocolate stop mocha? It. Stop the pumps. Are you for real? Okay. All of that and replace it <laughs> with replace something it. that's organic and natural. The tea. Blend. The tea. Let's see. Okay. Yes, it, it's going to give you energy. It's going to help your move along your whole day. Mm -hmm. And then the nighttime tea. Paige can't go to sleep without the nighttime tea. It's mm -hmm. amazing. Is it like something? It's in a there calming okay. tea. And um, with me having neuropathy and having to take different medications to help with that nerve damage at night, it's the mm -hmm. worst. So at night, mm -hmm. when you're trying to just calm yourself, your nervous system is calming. That's when you feel it the most. Really, when you land up in that bed. Mm -hmm. And so that nighttime tea, if you have insomnia, if you really need to relax and get to that REM sleep so your body can heal itself. Mm -hmm. If we never get the rest that we need, your body can't do what it needs to do to heal itself. Mm. 
you know, because we, a lot of illnesses, our body is going to heal. We don't even have to take the medication, yeah. but we have to get the sleep. Mm-hmm. So the nighttime tea helps with that. It also helps to cleanse you out. And with me taking the medica- medications, mm-hmm. we all know sometimes they don't work too well with your body. Right. And you're not as regular. The side effects are horrible. The side effects are horrible. And so with the tea, me drinking the tea every day, I'm good to go. No stomach cramping, no, none of that. I'm okay. just, I'm good. Sculpting. I'm good to go. So that those were my biggest things. The nighttime tea helps me to sleep, helps mm-hmm. me get to the REM sleep where I can actually get some rest. Mm-hmm. And then the, the daytime tea keeps me regular while I'll be all stopped up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean by stopped I know up. What you mean. Is with that, that the medication. coffee doing it to me? The, the coffee doing me like that? that well, the coffee will do it to you. <laughs> but I don't think the coffee, I don't think coffee has health benefits, does it? I don't know. It's just, you know, I just give know. me a park in the morning. I'd be right. like, hey. I'm about to say. It's the sugar. No, she could. Pump me up, white chocolate, yes, <laughs> baby. That's that caffeine. Mm. That's that caffeine push. Yeah, so now I told me, just, just try to go a day or two without it. It's so hard. Is it a mental thing? or you just? It might be mental. It might be mental. I think for a lot of people, uh, it's like having something in your hand in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, I got like to have my, my routine. routine. I got to have my coffee. Robot. And then, because after, after a little while, I'm, I'm sure your body becomes accustomed to it. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and I don't think if, if it ha- doesn't have any health benefits, why well, continue to do it? Yeah. Like, you it has to sense. benefit. I mean, it's just. I know. I anything, know. if you're doing something in life and it's not giving you any type of benefits, you need to think about wasting that time. You may be wasting your time. You be wasting my time. It's got to be beneficial. Yeah. Everything in life, and that's what I'm—the perspective that I'm taking in mm-hmm. my 40s. If it's not beneficial, I'm not going to focus any attention on it. Mm. That's good for your 40s. Yeah, in health and in fitness and in mm-hmm. you know just life in general, uh, relationships, friendships. You know, Dale will tell oh, you in yeah. a minute. You have to cut it off. Baby. Reevaluate. Toxicity. Take it out. Those yes. toxic people, trust and believe. If you will not miss them, if anything, you will grow from it. Yes. Let it go. Yes. And you know, you and I are Pisces. Yes. We, we got coming. You know, you celebrate your birthday hey. big every hey. year. V-Day. V-Day. What are we doing for V-Day 2020? We're doing a cabin trip, girl. Ooh. We're going to go to Gatlinburg. Oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. We just, because I can't do too much right now. Mm-hmm. So all that, you know, party and party. I'm like, nah, let's do something low key. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's, let's. Let's go up to the mountains and get in a cabin. It's going to be fun. My closest friends. Yeah. Chill out. Exactly. Get on the grown folks, honey. Yes. For for 41. Yes. 41. 41. Looking like it's 22. Thank you, girl. Oh, I'm trying to to keep it up. I'm trying to keep it up. You can do it. You can do it, Virginia. Mm -hmm. I've enjoyed you so much today. Yes. You are so open and transparent and just a ray of sunshine over here. Thank you. Thank you. Now, how can everybody get in touch with you and learn about V-Fit, get that scope tea? Yes. How can they do it? Well, I'm on all social media platforms. Um, My IG page is Stay V-Fit. My Facebook is Stay V-Fit. I also have personal pages on both social media, which is Virginia Awkward. And I have my website, vfitlifestyle.com. Yes. Uh, you can go on the website. You can order the tea from the website. I also have apparel. I have shirts, T-shirts, bags. Get the merch. Yeah, get the merch. I've got all of that on the website. Um, you can email me at virginia at vfitlifestyle.com. Mm-hmm. I'll return your email as soon as possible. Yes. Um, that's pretty much all the fl- platforms that I have that you can reach me at. But the best one is to email okay. Virginia at vfitlifestyle.com. You think any more reality TV in your future? If something came about that I thought was lucrative and that was productive and that had a great benefit, mm-hmm. then I would think about it. You okay. know, I would think about it and I would have to discuss it with my fiance, of course, okay. because she's very private. Although mm-hmm. we're like, day and night like she's an introvert i'm an extrovert 
But she's a Virgo. She's so a Virgo? Kinda, she's a Virgo. Okay, yeah, my mom's yeah. a Virgo, September 3rd. Yeah. Yeah. My baby's the 26th. Yes. 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 21st of September. Honey. Wow. Well, let me know when the big day is coming up. I will. Yes, I will. Because I would like to attend. I think we're just going to pop it on everybody. You know, pop it on. Y'all going to like just, hey, be married. Do a, we're gonna, yeah, I think we're just gonna go get married. We're gonna elope, go get married, and maybe just like throw a huge party. Yeah, let me know about yeah. that party. It's let gonna be know. oh, and and we've <laughs> talked about this party now. We've talked about the party part, and because she know everybody knows I like a good party. Mm-hmm. But I think we're gonna do have some amazing people come and perform. Now that would be dope. Yeah. Like okay. some Memphis people, like mm-hmm. yeah, like you yeah. know, I you feel know you. how I we feel do, you, I you know. You. So yeah, I think I think I think that's what we're gonna do and just celebrate like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations on everything. Thank you, my Pisces sister, <laughs> and I wish you the best on everything, even healing. Your healing going right. on. Right. It's it's all gonna happen. It's in yes. due time and in God's speed, and um, I'm just being prayerful and just. Stand what I gotta do to make sure it comes back right. Okay, Virginia Awkward Verbally Effective Podcast, episode 107.